Welcome to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel. I am so happy. This is Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy. You are listening to Live in Life Within the Sweet Spot. I'm an author, a coach, and a speaker, and I'm also the founder of Fulfill Your Legacy, where I help individuals and organizations define their life purpose and tap into their driving force and clarify their steps and paths that's required to get to this higher place within their life purpose and within their living. I want you to get to a place where you are in relationships that are healthier than they've ever been, where you are working in a place that you feel fulfilled and you know it's giving direction and making a difference in this world, and where your relationships with other people are just flourishing. And so that's what living life within the sweet spot is all about. It sometimes seems impossible. We get in ruts off and on, but think of the verse Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. So today we're going to be talking in the first section about this chapter in the book. It's a chapter out of the section called Perfectly Imperfect. This book is Awaking the Living Legacy. I wrote it a little over a year ago. You can go on Amazon and check it out. You can get two uh, free chapters on my website. Go do that. But mostly just tune in here. I'm going through each chapter and I'm bringing in special guests that are going to be experts, really, in my opinion, on these topics. And so today we've got Rob Roseboom. He is an awesome man. I'm starting to think friend of mine. We just cross paths all the time at training and different things. But the deal is that he's been in a place where he didn't feel like his life was so perfect. I don't even know how he feels today, so we'll find out. But the truth is, I see him working a perfect plan that God has laid before him, and I think he's a huge testament to everyone listening. So stay tuned. He's going to come in in the middle section when we get done reviewing this chapter. And then last, the last section of this talk show, we're going to open it up to callers that call in. I have a couple emails that are coming in. I'll choose one or two of those, and we'll go over those if nobody has the guts to call in. But do it. Go for it. Okay. So right now, I want to just first review um, where we're at. So We already went through the whole section of the book where you partnered your life with God. That's essential. When I'm coaching with people, the book is laid out that way. We have to have a uh, a healthy relationship with God. And that's what really starts the foundation. That starts us being able to even believe that we're perfectly imperfect. When we're so stuck in the world and we're not really with God, it's too easy to just hear the world and nothing else. And it's too easy to just... um, Oh, we're going to try to do it all on our own. And let's face it, like that verse, if we want to do impossible things, we have to have God as part of it. When we try to go at it ourselves, good luck. We'll get as much as we can. And that's sometimes not that awesome. But but we do our best and we, we do whatever we can. But I want you to partner with God. So then we're going to be in this section now. This is perfectly imperfect. We always consider the problem first. We did that last week. So the things that set us back when we're in these places that are imperfect, when we live in this place of our imperfections, where we sort of have this thought that I'm not smart enough, I'm not fast enough, I'm not, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too fat, whatever we might think. 
we can just live in that. And that's where the problem is. The, the four chapters of this section are first the problem. Then we look at the word. That's the section we're going to be in now. We're going to really look at the word. And then we look at, okay, what are, what are our gifts? If we follow what the word says, if we really do what God's called us to do, what are those blessings and gifts that are going to come out of that? So you can make a free will choice that's informed. And last, the last section of or chapter of this section, perfectly imperfect, is the choice, the free will. And we just challenge you to make choices about how you're going to move forward with God or just stay in the world. All right. So let's get started. The first thing that I want to do is pull out a verse that I hinted on last time. It's essential. It's a, it's a big part of seeing yourself as perfectly imperfect. I'm going to read it to you so I don't mess it up. But there's three key points. So listen, Psalm 139, 13 through 16. For you were formed in my inward parts. You formed my inward parts. You knit me together. So in my mother's room, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the deep depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed in me, when as yet they were none of them. So basically, these are the key points that I want to talk about. Um, One is you were knit together in your mother's womb before you were even made, made, you know, known to the world. So God knit you, handcrafted you, That's really huge. I mean, we know that we have sins of our fathers and our father's fathers because that's part of our cell and our structure, right? So we're, God knows that we're coming with some baggage, but he still made us, right? He still made us. He knows what cells you have. He knows that some of those things from the past, he knows all of it, but he still knit you together and he made you perfectly before you entered this world, before anyone could tell you you're not fast enough or smart enough or whatever, he made you that way. So that's first. The second thing is, listen to this. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I will praise you. Okay. This chapter is on self-love, right? So that's self-love. If, if we can look at ourselves enough and then, praise God for how he made us. So it's not arrogant. Like it's because when we step into a place where we finally stop looking at all of our imperfections and we see how he handcrafted us with gifts and talents and we start using them, all of a sudden those talents and that use and that service that we're able to do isn't about us anymore. It's about God and the call he has on us. And we do praise that. Like, I think of Rob now. You can't see him now. He's coming on soon. But I look at him and I like think, oh, man, he has stepped into his place. And he's puts on these huge functions. I don't want to tell his whole story, but he puts on these huge functions where millions, I don't know, thousands of people are listening to praise from God, music that just sings to your soul and gets you down. People are going there and they might think, oh, I'm going to a band or whatever. And you kind of have these in-betweener people and they hear this music and it sets in their soul and it sparks something. I mean, like God is happy. This this person and Rob, you'll hear his story. He could have easily stayed in the world, kept thinking what the world thinks. And those aren't some pleasant things, especially when you have issues. So I'm this like, I praise you. Okay, so you're praising God. You're not praising yourself for how awesome you are. 
praising God for the work that he's doing in you. Okay, right? Now let's get to the next part that I think is so awesome. My soul knows it well. So different verses might say it sits right with my soul. But I mean, that's when true love, that's when self-esteem really is taking place. It's when you, it sits right with your soul who you are. Because I always think of this, like when I see, I had a learning disorder. I don't, I didn't had, I still have um, trouble reading and baffling that I wrote a book, right? Well, let's just say I had really good editors. But the point being is um, those, again, are worldly imperfections, a learning disorder, mental illness, body things. Those are worldly imperfections. God knows our body was built that way. He knows what issues we had and he knit us just the way we are. There's somehow glory can come out of those things somehow. And we don't always figure out how, but I'm looking back now and I had to learn how to focus. I couldn't read very well and keep up fast. And I remember the first book report I had to do in in eighth grade, I believe uh, I I couldn't read the book. There was no way I would get through that whole book. And my teacher privately, no one knew. She said, listen, I want you to read the pamphlet, the, the coverlet, the front of it, and read the back of it and do your book report on that. She let me do this. Now, this was a small school. And then she challenged me next time. Then, then what I want you to do is read the first paragraph of each chapter and the last paragraph of each chapter and do your book report. My next time I had to do one, then I had to read the first sentence and the last sentence of every single paragraph and then do my book report. And so this sort of challenging you to deal with your imperfections, like it's who you are, but it taught me such focus and it taught me persistence. I'm starting to start your own business. Rob probably can talk to this. This isn't easy. Like, honestly, you have to like constantly just keep going and keep trying new things. And I think that my struggles from um, having to push through reading really helped me. And, and, and so what we need to realize is we do have blessings. There's all those verses about blessings out of our imperfections or blessings out of our trials. This is where we need to go. And these, the, when we hear people say that God elevated us, Like, that's it. I mean, can you imagine how happy God is when he sees our imperfections and we call on him and we stay diligent and and focused on the work he wants for us and we raise to a new level because of it? He must be so happy because he gave us those opportunities, but we could have listened to the world and been crushed down. We could have just stayed in that place. So that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Okay. So I talked about that verse enough, although I think we'll reflect on that again throughout the thing. But now we've got two more points I want to talk about. So, oh, this time goes so fast. So do we seek worldly approval for our fixes of our imperfections? So a big hunk of the chapter is like calling on us, you guys listening, um, shout out to my other countries. Honestly, I love that you're here. It just it melts my heart. But I don't know what your situations are in your countries. But honestly, there's got to be, we're all struggling with this. We're all together. We're all God's children. So we can raise from our imperfections no matter where we're at. But I I want you to think, are you looking to the world for the fixes? Because the world, it can't can't fix it. The world's going to give us more reassurance that things are off. And then also, if we take praise just from the world, 
it's a really scary place because it starts to make us arrogant. (laughs) So we really want to just keep our focus on God. So let's look at this. There's three things that I want to point out when I'm coaching with people. I often choose who I'm going to coach with. At first, I took any old person that would come to me and I'd say, okay. And I love that thought, but now I'm getting so busy. I have to be careful. And when I can hear someone do these three things, I'm like, I'll make time for you. I will make time for you. And these three things are, do they trust me enough to open up to me? The next one is, are they daring enough to want to grow? And then the last thing is, are they humble enough to admit their weaknesses? That is a recipe for some really great movement. That is a recipe for God being able to fertilize and grow, put some light on that, and you are going to come, you are going to overcome your imperfections. You're going to see those things actually make you stronger and better. Okay, so then this last little point is this perfectly imperfect. I am down to like three minutes before break. Hang on, you guys, but I'm going to go over this real quick, and we'll probably touch on it later again. So on my website, um, I would love to do a share screen. I hope I don't lose you guys. Share screen. Oh, boy. Nikki, this is dangerous. (laughs) You can see my messy screen. Okay, so let's go ahead and pull this up and look here. On my website, I want you to go to this page. It's under work with me. So type in NikkiKlegel.com. Go to work with me and down to free resources. Now, if you hit free resources, you can get all of my free resources. Honestly, you just put in your email address and I give them all to you. But If you want just this one down here at the bottom, it's called Perfectly Imperfect. Go ahead and do that because in this thing that I'm going to be talking to you right now about, it is, um, stop sharing. There we go. It is um, going to share, it's going to give you so much insight as to these steps. So I'm going to read them real quick. It's a form. It's a coaching tool that I use and it's called The Perfect Effect. So E- is for evaluate, F, and that's really evaluating. There's three main um, things that happen in life that can get someone kind of off track with their imperfections, so to speak. Um, One of them is like a major life incident. If some huge life incident happened to you, it can throw off your self-esteem. Outside or circumstances, so like abuse and um, tragedies, divorce, things like this, outside circumstances. And then the last one is worldly standards. So when we start measuring ourselves by what we think is perfect in the world's eyes, we're going to get off. So one of those three things, evaluate which one of them is you. Did you have a major life incident? So I'm sorry, that's like a death of somebody, a divorce or whatever. Did you have an outside circumstance that happened to you? So maybe abuse, things like that. Or do you were you looking or do you look to the world? Um, standards to see how perfect you are. Okay, then the next one is F for find. So what I want you to do is find truth. So you look back at that Bible verse on the truth that you are perfectly imperfect. You were born, knit together. God knows. He made you a certain way. He's going to make all your imperfections turn into your glory for him. Stay with him. And the next one, F again, is for feelings. So effect, E-F-F. The second F is for feeling. So basically what I want you to know is Are you feeling like you don't um, fit in? Are you feeling like, you know, um, you're not good enough? Are you feeling nudged to grow more and you don't know how? This is stuff you want to pay attention to. 
The next one, E, is effect, the word effect. So E-F-F-E is effect. You need an effective plan. And so now after we've worked through this process and you're healthy and strong, we make a plan that's really going to work. And part of that is this place of recognizing and replacing. Recognize what your old things were, replace them with this new stuff. The C is for combat. We'll get into that more. You got to um, put on your armor. You got to get around a lot of good stuff to start tuning out the bad. And then test is the T. So I can see that we are coming on to the last minute here of the show. I just want to encourage you to stay tuned because Rob is going to be next. When we come back, we're going to hear his story and some awesome advice. I also want you to be thinking, call in at the very end. Rob and I are going to answer any questions you might have. The number is one 888 Three four six nine one four one. That's toll free. International is zero zero one four eight zero five five three five seven six zero. I just would love to talk to you guys. Um, it's living life within the sweet spot, and we'll see you after the break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Women's Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. 
Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy. I'm so happy that you are listening to Live in Life Within the Sweet Spot, where faith-infused living reaches goals higher. So we're getting ready to move into this portion where Rob is going to be our guest. So thank you, Rob, for coming on. I'm so happy. I knew right away when I said yes to taking the spot on the show that you were going to be one of the people I reached out to. So Share with everyone your story a little bit. You know, I guess we have about a 15-minute slot here, so okay. keep it to maybe a few minutes because I want to get to more questions too. But, but give us the story and how it applies to being perfectly imperfect. Well, you actually read <clears throat> one of the verses that has meant a lot to me. Actually, it angered me for a long time. And, and so as you go through Psalm 139, 13 through 16, when you get to verse 14, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Took me probably, and still does uh, to this day, almost 30 years to be able to say that. And those of you that are listening are like, well, why? So the story goes that when I was five years old, my sister used to walk on her toes. And it uh, got my parents worried. There's three of us. I have an older sister, younger brother, and then myself in the middle. And what they found out is they they took us to the doctor and they found out she was diagnosed with a form of muscular dystrophy. What does that mean? Well, there's, you know, over 40 different types of neuromuscular diseases. It's been fought by Jerry Lewis through the National Telethon for over 50 years. Over a billion dollars has been given to research, and they're still not like a, a cure. They're, there's, they're moving in the right direction, but uh, there's no cure for certain types, ALS, Duchenne, Becker, limb girdle. I was diagnosed with limb girdle when I was five. It didn't mean a whole lot when I was five. I could still do everything that any other five-year-old kid could do. I could, we lived on a farm back then. I could climb on tractors, you know, climb fences, run in the the hog yard, all of that stuff. It wasn't until about sixth grade that things uh, started to change. And what I learned was I didn't measure up. And, and you brought up listening to the world. Well, the world says that the strong survive. The world says that, you know, the athletes and, and all of that are, are who make it. And if you don't measure up, you're nothing, you're nobody, and you'll never amount to anything. And I started to buy that lie when I was in about sixth grade. We had to run a mile in school and I got dead last. I mean, <laughs> you, you couldn't be any slower, I don't think. And, <laughs> So you start to get labeled and it's like, oh man, now granted, my brother's coming up the ranks behind me and he's setting records. He's starting on the baseball team pitching. He's playing football and basketball. And it's like, wait a second, what's going on here? And that verse, you know, my dad left being a a farmer to become a pastor and he would teach about God's love and you're made in God's image. And that's what angered me. I was like, really? God made me this way? Why? For his amusement or what is this all about? So from about sixth grade through my senior year of high school was kind of a, a rough time just trying to figure out who I was, why I didn't measure up, why did I have to go through this adversity, why not somebody else, uh, what is my life going to look like, is society right, am I really going to amount to nothing, is nobody ever going to love me, uh, are some of the dreams that, that I want to see come true, are they ever going to happen? And so I, I found myself in a lonely, dark, dark place. I lost uh, sports my freshman year of high school. I have not ridden a bike since I was 15 years old. I haven't ran since I was 15 years old. I can't shoot a basket anymore. I can't throw a football anymore. I can barely walk anymore, to be honest. I mean, if we're, we're being brutally honest, they told me 
10 years ago, 11 years ago, that I would be confined to a wheelchair full time. That has not happened yet. But you can see the writing on the wall. I mean, there, there's things that that don't work quite like they used to. And you're like, well, what's limb girdle muscular dystrophy? It means your girdle areas, your shoulders, your, your back, your thighs. And what it means is they just deteriorate. Your muscles deteriorate over time until they're gone. And so in our particular house, I don't use real glasses to drink uh, water or milk or pop because I can't lift it. So it's got to be plastic. It's got to be light. I, you know, carrying your, your plate from, the counter to the to the sink is difficult. All of that stuff is difficult. If you fall, you don't get up. Now, if you fall, you bang your head into the floor because you can't stop your momentum. And so, going through all of that, it's like, God, really? This is this is what you want with my life? I'm not sure I like you so much. And so, him and I had a, a rocky relationship. My parents and I had a rocky relationship because I tell people this all the time. I never asked to be born. I never asked to be put on this earth. But it happened. And it's like, well, what do you what do you want from me? And the crazy thing is, is, yeah, we wrestled. God and I wrestled and wrestled and, and even today still wrestle. But all of a sudden, what changed me was society said nobody will ever love you. And God gave me a beautiful five foot two, hundred and nothing, blue eyed, used to be blonde hair. Now she is more natural and it is more brown. But I always say I married a blonde, but now it's, uh, it's more blonde or brown. But she, when she came into my world, when, when she and I got married, she said, Rob, it doesn't matter what you do. It matters who you are. And that changed me. She started loving me unconditionally. There was no strings attached. And it has changed my world. And it's like, so that's what God's love looks like. Really? Okay, now I get it. And now I'm starting to understand there's no strings attached. He loves the perfectly imperfect, as we were talking about earlier. And it's like, okay, when I am weak, he is strong. Do I like that verse all the time? No. Um, do I get it? Yes. It's through our weaknesses that, that his glory is shown. And sometimes that's very humbling. I mean, it's, it's, it's very humbling. I got to have somebody help me do just about everything anymore. And it's like, ugh. you know, I, I would have picked something way cooler. Like I tell people all the time, my platform's a disease. I would have picked BMX. I would have picked being in a band or a singer, not, not the guy that can't walk right. I mean, come on, give me, give me something way cooler <laughs> than that. But that's, that's what he's given me. And um, the crazy thing is, so she came into my world. We, we've been married now. It'll be 21 years in, in November. And they said, hey, you'll probably never have children, anything like that. We have three. I have a 15-year-old son. We have a 12-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old daughter. And so it's just been a, just a crazy journey that uh, it, it does make our family be a little bit closer because dad needs help. And so I need somebody to lift me out of the chair. I need somebody to help me get dressed. I need somebody to open the door and, and things like that. And so where a lot of families, mom and dad, can have their own interests, they can say, I'm going golfing or I'm going fishing, and, and they don't need anybody. They, they can kind of become very independent. And I used to be an extremely independent person, but that's now kind of gone. And, and so it makes us a, a tight-knit family. And my kids might not like it all the time, but I really don't care. <laughs> so it's like, if you want to do that, dad needs some help. So suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we, have a, we have a good time. It, it's definitely... 
a different road. Uh, it's a road that I'm not sure where God's leading. It makes me nervous at times, but he has put such an extreme network around us that we get to do some pretty cool things. Like I do get to travel and speak. I mean, I've been in two third world countries. I've been across the, the country of the United States and it's all because God has allowed individuals to say, I'll go with you. I'll be your arms and your legs. And, and that's been a fantastic experience. And so I want to continue to spread a message of hope. So listeners, you're wondering, okay, what does it come down to? It comes down to this. I believe in a better tomorrow. I really do. I believe that there is a God. I believe God does love me. Uh, I struggle with it when things change in my body, but when push comes to shove, that's what I believe. I believe Jesus died for each and every one of us, and that's where I find hope. And when I am weak, then he is strong. And that's not always a great thing. It's easy to say. It's a hard thing to live. Um, But when you can walk that road, I think it says something to other people. And, you know, my kids have asked, Dad, why do you have this and things like that? Or when are... I remember when my middle daughter was a little bit younger, she's like, dad, when are your bones going to heal? And I'm like, first of all, hon, it's not my bones, it's my muscles. She's like, I said, why? So you can, so you can buy a pickup and climb into a pickup. And I said, why is that? She said, because then you'll be a real man. I said, every man doesn't drive a pickup. I said, it's more than that. But I mean, that was their perspective. And it's, it's like, no, you know, we, we walk this road. So hopefully it inspires somebody else or it inspires another family. My 15-year-old son is now strong enough to travel with me. He can pick me up. He can get me in and out of bed. He can lift me off the floor, whatever needs to happen. And so we walk this road uh, just sharing the story. And the story comes down to, yes, once I was broken, yes, once I was angry and bitter and depressed. And today, I I still go through those emotions. I'm not going to lie, but I enjoy life. I love smiling. I love laughing. I love some of the awkward stories that we have to go through with, with individuals. And it's all because I believe in that better tomorrow. The second thing is, I do believe we're going to beat this. I do. I believe that there is a cure just waiting. And I tell my wife all the time, you know, she says, she used to say, I can't keep up with you. I said, well, you better pray there's never a cure because I got borrowed time to make up. I said, if you can't keep up with me now, imagine if I can move. But uh, I'm I'm crazy enough to believe that that cure is still out there. And I'm crazy enough to believe that that it's coming. And oh. uh, yeah, it's just been just been a crazy ride. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, there are so many things that you said in this that I want to touch on. I also want to leave you time to talk about Rise Fest, which is in our area. And a lot of people, there's camping, so people from far off can be coming to this. So we'll do that for sure. But a um, couple things that you pointed out. One is my story of faith also came through a deep um, connection to love. Exactly the same way. Without that, really getting that deep understanding of unconditional love, I don't think I'd have stepped into the fullness of my relationship with God and all the work he can do in me. So I love that. And I, your wife, you always talk so great about her. Maybe I'll meet her this summer at Rise yeah. Fest. And then, um, yeah, a, a God of the impossible, three children. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People out there that are feeling like there's just no hope, there is. And, there is. you yes. know, God has so much more power than we even give him credit for or even dare to dream. And we can't even dream what he can do. And I and I know the things that you've done in your life and where you're at today. I don't care. I, I have, I have um, respect for you, so don't get me wrong. But I don't care what you've gone through if this is the result. 
Mm. If this is what it is. Okay. The other thing is, take note, when I was saying these three characteristics of people that really can overcome some things, he's all of them. Did he once um, spend this time talking about how awesome he is? He really just talked about the work that um, he feels God is doing in his life and kind of his hard trials or whatever. And so we do need to spend a little bit of time sharing the greatness that has come of this so that other people have a little more hope and they can believe that this really can happen. So tell the listeners like what you're doing now with your life. Honestly, even 15 years ago. You know, compared to now, um, I, I don't know if you noticed this. I do have time. Yes. So I don't know if you noticed this, but you had a post on Facebook, I think by RiseFest. And I put on there without even thinking, I put um, something about you are the arms and legs of God or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I hit, I, cl- I hit enter. So it went up and then like, I kind of went away and I ran back to my phone and I was like, I don't want anyone to take that wrong. And think that I was, you know, the legs, like, honestly, you're trying to move around as best you can, but that is what you're doing. So I think it's almost more, I should have left it there because it's almost more telling that we don't need this worldly um, thing that, that the world thinks we, you don't need to be able to run as fast as the best person out there. You're doing the work of God and it's making a difference. So, okay, share with everyone what Rise Fest is and your, your whole Rise Ministries. Yeah, so the cool thing is we're at May 2nd, so yesterday was 17 years of Rise Ministries, which means for 17 years we have uh, shared a message of hope, so we travel and speak. We do a missions program where we take teenagers on the road uh, to serve. We do an international trip, we do a domestic trip, and then of course Rise Fest, which you have alluded to. And what is Rise Fest? Rise Fest is a Christian music festival for families and it started back in 2005 and now we're into 2018 god has just done an amazing thing with this festival so so we're in a small community of 5,000 people and last year we had 15,000 people join us over two days we are in the middle of an alfalfa field all it is is a platform that's what i tell people all the time it's simply a platform to allow us to tell you about god or to if you already know about god hopefully to inspire you to do something about it you know it's one thing to know and to have hope but if all you do is hold it in and and keep it close you're that's not what he's asking us to do he's saying use your gifts and talents and so we put this uh little festival on in an alfalfa field and you brought up camping we have 96 electrical spots that have been sold out. So we found a way to bring in 15 more. So we have a few of those left yet. Uh, that means over a hundred people in trailers will be at the festival just camping. That's not our tenting area. That's not our non-electric. That's just electric. We have a teen tent. We have a tween tent. We have a kid zone. We have over a thousand kids, 10 and under, usually that join us. They all get into the festival free. They can do face painting and inflatables and color on T-shirts and all kinds of activities. We have a seminar area. So during the breaks, if you want to go and listen to somebody share their story, you can go to that particular tent. And then we have some of the best artists in the Christian industry out there. I mean, this year we go two nights. We do Friday and Saturday or two days, I should say. And just on Friday alone, we have Wren Collective, Crowder, and For King and Country, back to back to back. I mean, it's, I'm so excited for Friday night. It, it's 
when I talk about it, people are like, you should see a smile. He looks like a kid in a candy store. Well, you've got Wren Collective, Crowder for King Country playing one right after the other and talk about energy and instruments. I mean, it's just amazing. Then you go into Saturday and we have uh, somebody by the name of Jackie Velasquez, who was big in the 90s, who's coming. We have We Are Messengers. We have a new gal coming called Riley Clemens. Uh, her song out is Broken Prayers. You've got We Are Messengers, Jordan Felice, Jeremy Camp, and then this band that maybe you've heard of is going to close out the night called Mercy Me. They just had a mega hit movie in Hollywood called I Can Only Imagine. And that Saturday, we'll sprinkle it in with some other up-and-coming bands or Battle of the Bands winners. We'll have speakers on the stage. And this takes place Father's Day weekend in Sheldon, Iowa, June 15 and 16. And we use it as a, a platform. So we have churches that partner. We have the city that partners, the fire department, the police department, the ambulance crew, all of them. And we use it as a platform. And going back to my story, so often there have been people in my life that have come along and said, Rob, you can do it or Rob here, I'll help you out. And so we have this platform and, and all of a sudden it was like, what can we do with that? Uh, a video was shown to me about somebody befriending a kid with muscular dystrophy uh, at a football team, a college football team. And it was like, man, I love Make-A-Wish and all that stuff. What would it look like if we could do something like that? So we started a program a few years ago called Bless a Family. And that's exactly what it is. We find a family going through adversity. We've had four of them now that deal with cancer, uh, usually kids anywhere from 17 to five years old. And we bring their families in and they're our special guests the entire weekend. Whatever they need, we try to do. Whatever they want within reason, we try to accomplish. And it's our way of giving back. Well, that has inspired to where we want to help other families through our one more campaign. And what that means is when you go to buy tickets, you buy one more and you bless somebody and you say, Hey, come with us. Maybe you need this. Maybe an artist is going to say the right thing at the right time. Maybe you're going to go to the seminar tent. Maybe your kids are going to get something out of the teen or the tween tent, or maybe just for a moment, you're going to sit in a lawn chair on an alfalfa field on a July night. And you're going to look up at the sky and it's all going to make sense. That could happen. And, uh, it's just an amazing thing that I get so excited about and God has done amazing things with it. Uh, last year we had 26 States join us in three countries. We had Australia, Canada, and, and America, uh, well, obviously America. And we're looking forward to what he has in store this year. That is so great. I just love that. Um, we have just 30 seconds or so. If you had a challenge, for people or something for them to think on and focus on, what would it be? Oh, that's a great question. The, the biggest thing is uh, love others, really love others and use your gifts and talents uh, for God's glory. Find those moments where he can use you in small ways because I believe it makes a huge difference. Just like my wife said, Rob, it doesn't matter what you do. It matters who you are. Her belief in me, her, her telling me that has changed my heart. Yeah. And you could be that person that changes uh, somebody else's heart just by the way you love them. That is an awesome thing to leave on. Thank you so much for that. Everyone, thank you for being with us during this section. Come back. Stay tuned for our questions and answers. And um, I'll just talk to you next time. See you soon.
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks. Gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Religion and its place in today's society has had numerous arguments. It also brings up questions such as, what is my purpose in life? How can I find more meaning in my existence? And is life really as absurd as existentialists make it to be? For some of the answers and further discussion, tune into Religious Faith and the Public Square with Father John Holloman. There is no single answer to your question, and we will explore many of the answers together. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy, and you are listening to Living Within the Sweet Spot. We are in the last portion of our show, which means we're going to be taking calls and questions. I'm so happy that you're here with us. I would like us to, I'm looking through, Rob and I just talked through this whole break, and I didn't look through any of my emails, so I see one that I'm for sure going to do. This gal's name is Danielle. I think Danielle, yes, it's got to be gal. So she says that I have so much anxiety and sometimes I think it moves into depression, but I can usually bring myself out of that. I wish that I wish that I could do the things I think God wants me to do, but I get stuck in her anxiety. So um, I love that you put this in here in, in this mix of questions because I think for one, it's identifying that um, it's maybe an imperfection, but that maybe we can do something to kind of get you in the place where it's no longer a foothold in your life. And I'm going to take a second. I'm going to let Rob answer, but I'm going to preface it by one thing, just because I'm a healthcare provider as well. <laughs> so always, whenever I work with people who battle with um, depression and anxiety, my first 
first push is to make sure that we know clinically where we're at and that we're doing the things clinically that we should be. And I never want to override that with suggestions or ideas that I might have. And so, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw it out to Rob here for a little bit. And then I think I'll put into this, that whole effect, E-F-F-E-C-T thing, and we'll see how it goes too. But Rob, what are you thinking? Like this woman struggling, feeling like maybe she is okay. It's just the anxiety sort of keeps her back from really stepping into all God has for her. Yeah, and I I think you answered it great to start with clinically, you know, is there anything that needs to be looked at? Second, I think we can all have anxiety. Um, You know, I I definitely have that from time to time. When you can't move, getting on an airplane sometimes for long periods of time can can make you very anxious. And I think, you know, suggestive wise, uh, some of that is you got to remember who's in control. And so if God is ultimately in control, he's asking you to put your faith and trust back in him, which is very difficult to do. And the other thing is, is you got to have good people around you. I tell young people this a lot, you know, you need a good network. So yeah, there's times where I wake up in the morning and uh, I get anxious because uh, does my body feel right? Does it not? Am I going to have enough energy for this interview? Am I going to have enough energy for this speaking engagement? What happens is if I'm halfway down the road and physically something's not working right and I got to find a bathroom and it's not possible. So that stuff can cloud your mind. And then a minute, you, you got to take a step back and be like, wait a second. All right. I don't want to stay home. I want to do what I feel he's asked me to do. <laughs> or I just want to go period <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I go to another town or I want to visit, go on vacation. And so you put the necessary uh, steps in place that you need. Maybe you, depending on what your anxiety is, you map that out and you're like, wait a second. I need to I need to pull that back and I need to pray about it and be like, God, I need you to take this from me. I need you to um, take this because I know fear is getting in and I know where that comes from and it's not from you. So help me work through this. Then you may have a friend and, and you don't want to unload on your friends all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But when you get around positive people, for example, can I use this example? Um. I want to say that I, I maybe came from a more pessimistic family. If you love I, them, but, but I, maybe. I love them, but that's just kind of how I want to say it. When I'm married into my wife's family, this is, this is the advice that I got from her older sister. She said, you have MD, so what? Get over it, period. No, <laughs> no more. And she said, if you want to go jet skiing, we'll find a way. If you want to drive the tractor, we'll find a way. If you want to jump out of an airplane, we'll find a way. And so it was instead of looking at all the negatives, it was, how do we do this differently? And they're very, don't get me wrong, they can, they can sometimes uh, get pessimistic as well. But for the most part, they're like, yeah, we can do this. And so when you have people around you like that, it inspires mm-hmm. you. It's like, oh, all right, I ain't let this uh, anxiety creep into my life anymore because I want to go forward. And I think you have to take it captive and put Satan in his place where he needs to be and be like, no more. Stop whispering in my ear. Stop talking to me like that. Uh, I want to go forward. And now if it's clinical and it's deeper than that, then you go to professional uh, medical treatment and and, and deal with it. Uh, But if it's one of those things where it's like, I, I think I can overcome this, then you have good people around you. You pray a lot about it and you take one step at a time and you just move forward. 
That is excellent advice. I love that. Um, okay, let's go ahead and look at this effect thing. This is the tool you can print off. I always like to have things that people can use. So go to the website, go down to work with me, way down to the bottom, free resources and drop off that tool. It's the perfect effect and then E-E or E-F-F-E-C-T, um, the E, so evaluate. So think for a second, you know, where is this coming from? Like, why am I anxious? Kind of get to the source of like, what's really on your mind? And you, Rob said something that was so awesome and he was like, he kind of called the devil to the carpet and Satan, like kind of like, you know, where's your role in this? And I'm not buying it. And so this really helps us get clarity because we start to think we are anxious. We are insecure. We are. No, we're not. We're beautiful and we're perfect and we're fine, but we're sort of in that place right now because of a reason. So, you know, was it a life event? Was it some circumstance that happened to you? If it's divorce, claim it that. And so you're not getting confused and thinking it's all kinds of other stuff. Get clarity on it and deal with that, you know, kind of thing. And then the, the F, um, find the truth. So that's the verse that we were both talking about, this 139. You know, you, you are perfect. These things that have happened to you and you're living in, you know, they're part of your life, yes, but they're not who you are. You are a child of God. And he's going to be able, he's got you. When we think of that, like handcrafted by God, do we really think he screwed up? Do we think God, the craftsman of all craftsmen, screwed up when he happened to make you? Like, I mean, that's so weird, isn't it? Okay, so then the, um, the other F is feeling. And I like this because like, are you feeling, this is what I think about this, this email and the next one. Um, both of them have this tone of knowing that there's something more. There's feeling like you're maybe stuck in this anxious place. You're maybe stuck in this uh, maybe difficulty and feeling insecure, whatever. But you know there's something more. You wouldn't be sending a message to this call. You wouldn't be turning it in if you didn't want, if you didn't want that hope that there's something more. So really living on that instead of always living on the, the bad place that we're in during these times. And then Rob really talked about this C, and I didn't have time in the last episode to get to the C, which is combat. So like he said, the positive family, that's Philippians 4, 8. Like you need to get yourself thinking about whatever is true and noble and right and praiseworthy and excellent and re- recognize and replace is kind of the um, the the thought behind all this. You know, you have to recognize um, where the negativity is coming from, recognize when you're feeling anxious and replace it with something that you know is true and right or replace it with something that is positive. And we can get into that a whole bunch more. But then also, what are some ways you can combat yourself? If you are not married into this lovely family like Rob is, um, you know, where, what can you do? Well, get to the word. Everybody can get a Bible for free. And I know that sometimes it just, it seems overwhelming. It doesn't speak to you. You know, I think Rob and I both can have times where we look back at our life. If we'd have had a Bible in front of us, it would either get tucked somewhere and hidden or thrown or who knows what. And now it's like a prized possession, you know? So embracing, you know, the the tools we do have. Music can, that's why I love Rise Fest. Music can like grab people that are, 
um, in those dark places. Really, it, it's so powerful because it evokes emotion. And and when you can tap into that heart and get to that emotion and and that it's just your spirit is, it's not just God and the, the wisdom that we know from the Bible, but it mixes it with the Holy Spirit and just energy just moving and music, Christian praise music can really get to you. And then I'll honestly, um, you know, there are so many podcasts and different things that you can listen to that are teaching you constantly good things and get your mind like, yeah, why am I stuck on this? Why am I focusing on this? And kind of help pull you out a little bit. The last thing is the T and that's testing. And this is the verse that my book is based off of. And that's Romans 12 too, where you don't test God. You don't try things to test God to see if it's right. You, you're testing your understanding of what God's wanting you to do. So calling into the show or emailing into the show, you know, it's not like you, you have an ultimatum on it that says, hey, they're going to, I'm going to do it. And if they give me the answers that are going to cure me, great. And if they don't, great. It's kind of, that's an ultimatum. And you're sort of testing God and we're sort of, you know, we don't want to do that, but we want to step into everything we know and then test our understanding that it's right. If we're with God, don't worry. You can screw up all you want. He's just going to shut a door and direct you a different way. If you're doing it all on your own, be ready for the consequences because you're going to have them. And when we're in when we're in the world, it's just you. It's cause and effect. When you're working with God, you've got his almighty on top of it. So as you're making mistakes, as you're screwing up, he's opening new doors. Like Rob says, you know, these platforms came to him. That's because he was in the presence of the Holy Spirit now. He's working with the almighty and these doorways do open up. That's where we want you guys. We want you in this place where things are really starting to unfold in front of you. Do you have something to say? I see your facial expressions, Rob. No, I'm just saying preach it (laughs) i know okay so we're gonna go to the next question okay so i really like this one this is a gentleman named jason thank you jason and thank you danielle for emailing in but he says the struggle's too hard i'm not talented i'm reading this verbatim okay so i'm not talented things are just harder for me one thing after another just keeps me down difficulties in school not good at anything worked dead in jobs. I get them I get them and do okay at them, but they're not great jobs and I just want to leave to the next. I was married to my high school girlfriend. She was great, but I pretty much botched that up. She was too good for me anyhow. Okay. So, my I got I have a couple things going on here, Jason. I you know, one is your place that you're at, we can hear it. And I wish that you were in front of me. I wish that um, I could see your face and I could, you would know the sincerity behind me when I say this, but yeah, I kind of admit that you're in this dark place. The statements are very sort of just almost like, like the world has control over you. The world's putting effects on you. You're sort of um, the innocent bystander to all these things. And and now that I'm done being a little salty, Grace, I'm going to give you um, my true opinion, which is that that is not true. God loves you so much, and you are so much more than all of this. And uh, the idea that you've been given these jobs and you kind of work hard, but they're not really fulfilling you, so you kind of move on to the next Um that's a golden ticket right there. Rob had said, find your gifts and talents and love people. That's his advice for us. 
when he left at the end, he said, find your gifts and talents and love other people. So I believe that you haven't found your gift and talent yet. I think you're working hard in these dead end jobs and they're kind of just not really doing it for you. And I wonder if you got into one that really fed your soul and it was in your sweet spot, if you'd start to have a spark. But also doing these things that we talked about with the other, um, with Danielle, you know, getting around good people. Are you getting into church? Do you have a support system that's raising you up? And step out of, if you can, the past, because that isn't going to do anything for you. Learn from the past. Don't live in the past. Learn from the past. Don't live in the past. So in my opinion, I hate that you lost your wife. I do. Um but who knows, maybe she's still single. Maybe you can get her back. Who knows? But the point being, you might have another one around the corner and what can you learn from it? And all these things. And we're down to 30 seconds. Is that for real? <laughs> okay. You have any words of wisdom in 30 seconds, Rob? I think you summed it up so well for him. I know that it sounds hopeless and a terrible place to be, but everything you just told him is if he can start focusing on that one step at a time, one step at a time, find the good one step at a time and find those good people. If you're not in a church, yes, get around a church where they can lift you up. And uh, yeah. Okay. That's, that, that's great. I hate to cut you guys off. Please message us. Please get back to us. And I'll see you next time on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. Thank you for tuning into Living Within the Sweet Spot. Please join your host, Nikki Klegel, next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.